Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to the show. This week we are talking about The Minimalist's new doco that is out on Netflix called Less Is Now. It was released January of this year, 2021. It's pretty short and sharp. It's only 53 minutes and they consider it a follow-up documentary to their 2015 one, which was called Minimalism, a documentary about the important things. We're going to get into this a bit more, Beck, but I don't know that it's really a follow-up, more as just a (laughs) different spin on the same stuff. Yeah, they seem to have recycled uh, lots of their content already. Uh, which isn't a problem for anyone who is new to them. Um, and, in fact, it's it's probably quite good because watching this documentary could save you reading a whole book <laughs> because I'm listening to it, I'm watching it going, ah, this is all very familiar because I have the book. Um, but, yes, so, okay, before we start, for those that don't know anything about The Minimalists, we'll just give a quick rundown. We have talked about them before. I think we did a review of the first doc, didn't doco, didn't we? Like. Ages ago, yeah. I oh, did we? <laughs> I think we did. I remember having. I remember talking about who they are. But that said, they do come up in other. And we did other also topics, talk so about um, the men's game, which is like the oh, yes. decluttering challenge, which was a brainchild maybe of theirs. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm remembering. But anyway, so we have mentioned the minimalist before with a capital T and a capital M. Uh, so w- these guys are, they're two American blokes, um, Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. And they basically spread the message of minimalism and intentional living. So they started a blog about 10 years ago and um, people liked their message and spread it and they became extremely popular. Um, so they were once really quite materialistic, quite cluttered. Uh, Josh describes himself as an organised hoarder. Um, but Joshua had an epiphany uh, around the time that um, his mother died and his marriage ended around the same time. Uh, he had to clear out his mother's uh, home and and he was you know profoundly unhappy with his life um, as well. So he found minimalism, changed for the better, and then Ryan joined in, uh, who is his mate from school, and they'd been best friends for years, joined in after seeing the mental health changes in Josh and um, became a minimalist as well. Uh, And then they joined, um, and they kind of jokingly say this in the podcast, in the the documentary, that, you know, they did what any other two 30-year-old blokes would do when they wanted to share their experience and they started a blog. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was sort of the start of everything. And they now have books, podcasts, you know, a couple of documentaries and all of that. So, like I followed them way back at the start of their career, so when the blog first started, uh, and then they came to Australia and, like, they spoke for free and gave away free hugs and <laughs> it was all very um, free, basically. Uh, they were just sort of just starting out and, and loving spreading the message. And I have a signed copy of their book, Everything That Remains, which has a lot of the background, um, which is in this documentary. But I do follow them a lot less these days um, because I've found them to be repetitive and this, they're dragging out the same stuff and repackaging it into really long, rather self-absorbed essays and 
monologues, mostly by Josh. <laughs> and so I did enjoy the first documentary. I definitely got a lot of it. And I expected to not really like this one because I had already lost interest in their podcast and their blog, basically. So if you're wondering what this one is about, generally speaking, it's a documentary that talks about the human race and our excess and how our consumerist culture leads us to buy more than we need, think we need more, and it examines how we've changed our shopping habits over the years and start to normalise the excess amounts of stuff that we have and the excess debt that we carry Mm. And they look at the notion about how you might have a more meaningful life if you had less. And that's that's the general gist of all of their stuff, all of all that they mm-hmm. have. And so there's nothing new, there's nothing that they explore in this documentary that hasn't already been covered. Like you said, Beck, they're just packaging it in a different way. And mm. if you are new to the minimalists, I think this is a really good place to start. I don't think, you know, like... Mm, I've never, definitely. Beck will hate me for this, I've never watched a Star Wars movie. Oh, no, I lie. I've watched one in oh, France, My heart in French, breaking. with no subtitles. <laughs> so I didn't really know what was going on. But so you know how nowadays if you were going to start with Star Wars, you'd go, okay, do I go back to the middle <laughs> of the story or do I go back to the start of the story, which is actually the new ones you know you know what I mean don't you Beck like I know whereabouts yep. in the story. do you start with episode four which is where as in the order it was released or do you start with episode one which is the order the story goes in yeah. yes so um oh Star Wars fans gonna hate me for comparing the minimalist to Star Wars <laughs> but if you are new to the minimalist I know what you mean you don't yeah. need to go back and watch the first doco you don't need to go back to episode one of their podcast you don't need to read the books before you. This is not something that's chronological. You could jump mm-hmm. in. This could be your first exposure to the minimalists and you can jump in and you will not have missed a thing by starting with this topic. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's, it is a an entry-level kind of, as far as the information goes, it's actually about how they started, which sort of does start you from the start quite well. Uh, so yeah, I agree. You don't definitely don't have to even have read a single thing that they have done to watch this and understand what they're talking about. So Josh describes minimalism in this episode as the intentional use of the resources you have, and he talks about instead of living the way that we've all become accustomed to, which is this paradox of when you get more space you get more things and then when you have more things, you need to get more space and then you get more things to fill the more space and it goes on and on and on to the point where we've got these ginormous houses that are overstuffed and then end up paying for storage lockers for all the other things that we own that don't fit in our houses. So he discusses that paradox and then aims to describe how life is is better when you have less stuff. So Mm. um, and then – Minimalism is not just about living with less. It's being really intentional about only keeping those things that you really need and really love. Mm. Yeah, the things that the Josh describes them as the things that add value mm-hmm. to your life. Uh, so yeah, that's what they talk about a lot. And and they sort of they there's a lot of talk of their own journey 
which is interesting if you don't know it already. Um, I certainly found it interesting and, and the way, there were two ways that Josh and Ryan both entered minimalism are very different. So there is a little bit of guidance there on a method that you can choose if you want to go down a certain path, you know. So there's Ryan's packing party versus Josh's um, slow and steady decluttering. So that's sort of a little bit interesting as well. Do you, do you want to explain what Josh's packing party was all about? Because I'm most oh, – I might spoil it for people. <laughs> I, I not Josh's. It was Ryan's packing party, wasn't it? Was it was Ryan's, yeah. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, Josh de- – or decluttered like most of us declutter he just started letting go of stuff because he had all his mum's things in a storage locker and started methodically getting rid of the things that weren't adding value and then Mm. kept going and going where Ryan's was a bit more extreme Ryan's was very extreme and yeah so with Josh's what he did because he he had to clear his mother's estate and he found that to be a lot of work and he, as go, going through the process, he he sort of had a little bit of an epiphany about his own life and how all this stuff that she kept was actually for no good reason. And then he started looking at his own things and saying, well, then what's the reason I'm keeping these for then? And is it just going to be the same as mum and have all my memories boxed up and never access them? What's the point? That kind of stuff. So he had this uh, little epiphany and um, – did he? Yeah. Then started to declutter and just systematically went through his whole house. So what they did with Ryan uh, is, and I'm I actually might I won't describe it completely, but basically what they did is they boxed everything up that he owned, and then after a period of time, got rid of everything that he hadn't gone looking for. Basically, so I won't give it all away because some people might actually not want <laughs> spoilers <laughs> um, in that. But it's only it's only talked about relatively briefly in the in the doco. But uh, it it's a method that that people could try if they wanted to, and and it's described quite well by Ryan. So let's have a chat about what we liked because I was a bit like you. Mm. I wasn't sure. I was a minimalist fan too. You know, a while back, I think when I discovered them, I I went heavy. I binged. Like nobody else, an episode a day or whatever it was, borrowed the books from the library and then it was like um, I went cold turkey almost, I think because it was like, okay, I just need some different voices in my head. Mm. And so I thought, oh, here we go. What are they drumming out this time? But I actually, there were some things that I really did like about this. Not that I not to say I didn't like the first one, I quite enjoyed the first one too. Mm. But this one, I loved how throughout the film there were comments from other people. <laughs> so one of them was Annie Leonard and she's the executive director of Greenpeace in the US and she jumps in occasionally with some quotes about consumerist culture and facts and figures and stuff like that, which I love. Um, TK Coleman, who is the director of the Foundation for Economic Education, he gives a bit of insight into the ways that technology now manipulates our minds and influences us and gives some stats like um, almost 70% of all digital spending these days happens via Google, Amazon and Facebook. Those three platforms account for 70% of the digital spending globally, which is insane. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, and then Dave Ramsey, who is a very well-known author, money guy, money guy um, author of The Money Makeover, he comments about um, and gives some nice insight into advertising strategies, consumerist behaviour, marketing, 
advertising spend, that kind of stuff. So I really loved that there were a few kind of external experts that chipped in with their two cents. I liked that in this one. Mm. And the reason why I laughed when you started saying that was because, and we'll probably get to that, but because it is nice to hear from someone other than Joshua. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it sounds mean, but Tara and I generally have an opinion that he kind of has some good stuff to say, but he says it in an hour when he could say it in 10 minutes and he has kind of a, he's quite self-important. And so that's the, 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 the opinion that Tara and I have of him and he kind of likes the sound of his own voice. So when Tara said she liked other people coming in, I thought that was funny because, mm. yeah, definitely You're nice to hear Way too kind there where you said he kind of likes the sound of his own voice. I think he <laughs> lives for the sound of his own voice. And that's not to – I'm just hoping he never hears this. Like I just <laughs> – because I really do value his message. I just, I just wish he said it more concisely. I – I think the reason we can say that is because at the start it wasn't like that. I feel like That's at true. the start yeah. he was yeah. just a normal bloke who was just a sharing genuine, his wisdom. passionate guy. Yeah. And yeah. it's like the longer he's gone on and the better well-known he is. And, like, they've got a cult following. that This is their oh, – they yeah. make it a living from this now. It's a big deal. I feel like he's just – um, stepped up into this role of spreading the message and, and is inflated. He just is less real than he mm. was at the beginning or maybe less humble. I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for here? Yeah, I don't know. It, there is some ego in there, I think. I don't know. Mm. Or he's He just has this and, I, and, and listening to the, this is why I stopped listening to the podcast because he just has um, an air of, arrogance maybe like I don't know that's probably too strong a word self-importance is probably the best way I can describe him Mm -hmm. he just seems to be you know quite enamored with his own intellect (laughs) yeah and and his importance and and like you said it's not to say early on he wasn't like that yeah it's not to say his message wasn't important or isn't important his message is important and had it not been for him and Ryan there is a whole lot of stuff that you and I might not have ever learnt or techniques or yeah, habits yeah. and stuff like that. So we can't dismiss that. Um, if anyone's no, that's listening to the rumbling in the background, there is not a thunderstorm where you are. Most likely there is one where <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, Beck had her cockies in the background last last time, so I can't compete with birds, yeah. but I can, I can magic uh-huh. up a bit of thunder. I've already had the cockies today too, so I'm pretty sure they'll be joining the thunderstorm. So it'll be a lovely naturesome sort of background noise for people listening today. Beautiful. So, um, um, right. Yeah, where, so where what we, else did you like? So I, I really liked that in this one Josh goes back and visits his childhood home. So he gives us mm. a bit of an insight into what it was like growing up. He grew up with not much, which is kind of interesting given the journey he went on. I assumed previously before I found out about that that he grew up with everything. That's why he had so much stuff to get rid of. But actually Mm. it was the opposite, that he grew up with not much and had this aspiration for what he understood to be the American dream and earning money and having cars and the big house and all the things. So I quite liked that he he took us back and and showed us a bit Mm. of that and gave us a bit of insight. Yeah, I enjoyed that one too. 
Something else that I liked was that we got a glimpse into Ryan's home and that's that's the home that he currently lives in. I just like that because I'm a bit nosy. and <laughs> um, I know- That's why you liked the home edit too, yeah, yeah. just like looking at people's houses. Um, and because Josh, uh, he does some YouTube um, episodes or like podcast shorts, I don't know what they're called, YouTube clips as well, where he does them from his lounge room. So I guess I had seen mm. where Josh lives before. Mm. Um so that was nothing that was nothing new. But yeah, just the nosy Parker in me that um quite <laughs> enjoyed seeing where Ryan lives. Um and the other thing that I really liked about this was there was a discussion about the concept of keeping up with the Joneses and that back in the day people would judge how they were going in life, how, what their standing was like, how they were doing economically relative to the people that lived around them, the, their neighbours, their close family, their, their friends, the people that lived in the same community as you. And that was kind of back then, that was as far as your eye could see when it came to comparing what you had with what someone else had. And most of the time, the people that lived around you were in a similar socioeconomic status to you. And so the comparison didn't drive this insatiable desire for more and more and more. But these days with social media, we compare our homes and clothes and cars and all our things to celebrities or billionaires or anyone that we can Mm. follow on social media. And we've lost that kind of close reference group. So now everyone, whether you're in the same street or if they're on the other side of the world, they're our new Joneses and we compare how we're going with everyone. Mm. Um, and I really and we compare up. <laughs> yeah, always up. No. Um, yeah. And I, so I really like that they talked around that concept as well. Hmm. Yep, that, I like that too. What about you, Beck? Um, all right, so what I like, I liked this more than I thought I would and because you'd watched it before me, I had already heard your opinion and I'd heard the things you didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> so I was expecting to dis- to not like it at all. And then for the first half at least, I was like, hey, this is really cool. Like I really like this. It's a great reminder of, of, of things. So like all these things that are important to me, like anti-consumerism message and sustainability and those kinds of things that I'm I'm particularly interested in, they were really good reminders of, of all of the things that that are important to me and that I'm interested in. So um, just where I might have forgotten or where I might need a little reminder because we do need a reminder because our culture is so pervasively consumeristic and capitalist that we kind of go with the flow a little bit and it's nice to have a reminder sometimes to go, oh, hang on a second, do you need to reassess what you're doing here because are you still going with your values or are you going with where life is kind of pushing you? And so I liked that little reminder. Mm-hmm. Another thing I loved, and it was frustrating for me because I was watching while I was cooking and so like there were a couple of times where these this, the, the experts had the most punchy, insightful, beautiful little sound bites and I would like go to write them down and by the time I got over to the table like where my pen and paper were (laughs) like took off my gloves or put you know put the food down and ran off 
I would forget what it was. And so I I even attempted to go grab my phone and video one of them, like quoting, and it just got too hard. But so so this is how much I loved the, some of the things that some of those people said was that I wanted to take a, make a record of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just was very bad at it. But I think what I might do is watch it again and, and write a few of them down because I found some of them to be really punchy, really insightful and, and helpful. So, again, nothing overly new but just – better like a a really good way of saying something you know i really loved it so i'll I'll be throwing a few of their quotes on instagram yeah and look i think that's part of where the minimalists lose some of their power is because we've heard them say similar things in similar ways before so sometimes just hearing someone else say it with their slight slant can kind of Mm. cut through the noise yeah yeah. yeah, and they were really, they were quite brilliant. Some of them were, were really brilliant. I also really loved the real people talking about their journey. So what? they had they were real um, regular people? old people. <laughs> <laughs> they were real people. So they had regular old people interviewed or just talking about their experience. And one of the ones that I loved in particular was a man who is, would be a, he's a, be a boomer. And I think he's the same man who he and his wife had sort of got rid of everything and, and were living in a caravan. But he made this really interesting point about how after he'd gotten rid of all of the things he'd gotten rid of, he felt an overwhelming, overwhelming, like he got teary when he's talking about it, overwhelming sense of abundance. Now, that seems to be quite contradictory. But he said that once he got rid of everything, it was only then that he realized how much he had that he really needed. So he he just realized he had everything that he needed. Um, and I found that to be really powerful. And, and you know, he wasn't an expert. Um, he was just a regular bloke that decluttered. And um, I thought that was one of the most profound statements of the documentary. Yeah, I think if you're if you are decluttering, you could definitely get some inspiration from from this, mm. from either some of the comments, some of the people that they talk to, or just like that gentle nudge to keep going because you mm. get to those those bits when you're decluttering, especially if you're doing a big project or a whole house and you kind of think, oh, you get lost and forget your why. So to see some of the people that are at mm. the end of that and not to say you need to declutter to the extent of becoming a minimalist but just mm. to see people that have have finished that purging and see how much more freeing it is. It could be quite inspiring for you to continue. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so what didn't we like? There's there's a couple of things that we didn't like, I think. But, you know, balance, we must talk about those Yeah, things. that's it. So we've kind of mentioned this already, a lot of repetition. Yeah, I think so. So we are repeating the fact that we didn't enjoy <laughs> their repetition. Um, so if you have read the books or listened to the podcast, um, there's plenty that, you will have heard before that is all regurgitated in here. So that's something we didn't like. What about you, Beck? What's something else you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the the bit of the repetition, and I think that's that's mainly because we've just consumed a lot of their material already and so that sort of goes without saying. And I don't know if there's – I don't know that there is anything new for them to say. So 
I kind of, this is why I don't listen to the podcast anymore. And they've branched off into other areas because there isn't a lot for, else for them to say. So, yeah, the, the repetition um, bothered me. The, it was all very dramatic <laughs> and it was sort of, not, not all of it, like the interviews with people, they were done quite well. And I think even like the bit of Josh at his house was, that was quite, felt natural and authentic. But then sort of the last half, there was almost like this performance artist piece. I felt like I was watching them on stage. Yeah. They were like <laughs> snippets where it would cut to them with dramatic lighting and dark backgrounds and like pause for effect. Like, And even the acting, like Josh would act, like he was acting like, I'm standing there, I'm looking at these boxes and he's like physically looking down at the, these, what, you know, like he's acting out this experience. Um, there's a lot of acting in it, um, which was, yeah, I thought it was unnecessary, unnecessarily cringy, a little bit cringy. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was overworked. I think because their message yeah. is simple, it, it it's easier to digest when it's natural. When you like package it up into this like bold and the beautiful-ish mm. stare <laughs> into the distance and, you know, glaze yeah. over. Loses some of the power. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so too. It had a pretentiousness about it, mm. and a, and a, a sort of a it lacked a bit of authentic, authenticity. Uh, and and I was watching Josh do it, and I was thinking, oh, well, that's not surprising because it's Josh, and he has that kind of way about him anyway. But then Ryan came on and did it as well, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's my favorite. I'm like, no, not you, Ryan. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he, it wasn't as bad, but yeah, I f- <laughs> there was a bit of acting. There I too. feel like the two of them almost are like a good cop, bad cop. Like everyone seems to love <laughs> Ryan. Like he's the good guy because he <laughs> seems a lot more casual, a lot more relaxed, yeah. less self-absorbed um yeah yeah very much so there doesn't seem to be any ego in 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 ryan at all um well josh is good enough to make up for for both of them (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um so yeah i I guess that's that kind of sums it up there was more josh than ryan in this as well wasn't there it'd be nice it always feels like it's like 60 40 be nice if it was 50 50 oh yeah 70 30 yeah it's always more Josh. It's always been more Josh. And, uh, sorry, yeah, and it's it's been it is his baby, and so that's fine. But also, it, it makes me crave more from Ryan because when Ryan does speak, he says good stuff, mm. and so you know it, it would be nice to have a bit more of it. So, what's our verdict? Are we saying watch it or don't watch it? I'm saying watch it. What are you saying? I'm saying watch it, especially if you're new. Mm. If you're new to the minimalists or the concept of minimalism or you want some inspiration to keep going on decluttering, I think it's great doco to kind of kick you off, introduce you to the concept and get you mm. thinking about that mindset about whether more, if you're a big consumer, whether more really does equal better. I think it's great for that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The other thing I think when I was thinking about who I would recommend this for is that it might be really good. I would love to remember to show this to my kids in their late teens or early 20s and I think it'll be really good for that age group who are in that kind of beginning zone of wanting more and starting to put themselves on that path of debt so student debt Mm. and then renting or purchasing houses and then cars and clothes and credit cards and that kind of thing and so 
in that respect, it's a nice thought-provoking kind of doco, but it's a quick watch so they don't need to have a long attention span. Mm. So I think it would be if you've got kids or if you are, you know, in your late teens, early 20s, then I would say definitely it's a must-watch because it will make you Mm. think about the way you behave, the way you consume. Yeah. Yeah. And give you – Give them a sense or an idea that actually there are, there are other ways. You know, mm. they don't, you don't have to follow what everyone else is doing. There are other ways and it's not obvious and it's not out there as much, but it's a very healthy, you know, uh, approach to life uh, and it, it is there. It exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I reckon even with those negative bits that we've whinged about, and again, the things that bothered us might not bother other people. Like they might not have a problem mm. with Josh. They might be actually really um, defensive of poor Josh and us bashing him <laughs> a little bit. So yeah, we apologize to the, uh, the Joshua Fields Milburn lovers out there. Um, we do like him. We do like his message, but um, he just, he also bothers us a little bit. But at the same time, it's still worth watching because of the other bits in it that are really excellent. And even if you've read Everything That Remains, which is the book where they he tells his story and that's repeated in this, even if you've read the book before, there are still things in this documentary that will give you uh, some motivation, some inspiration and some reminders about the effect of consumerism and stuff on our lives. So we will make sure that we pop all the links to this in the show notes so if you want to so it's on netflix currently i imagine it will be there for quite a while their old one minimalism is still available on netflix here in the states anyway i'm not sure if it is still in australia yeah i haven't checked yeah um but i'll put links to those docos in the show notes so that you can go and explore and to their website so if you just want to if we've piqued your interest and you want to find out more about them and their story and their books and stuff you can get all of that from the show notes yep and yeah if you want to have a chat about what you thought of the documentary as well we would love to have a chat about it um just join us in our facebook community group and um, we can talk there and then we will see you here again next week thanks for joining us we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered if you'd like to connect with us you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.